0: Welcome to the White Man Can Jump podcast. This is your host John Whited, coming to you on this Sunday morning in May as the second round of the playoffs gets started. We got the first round behind us. It's been exciting so far, and here to break it down with me, the second round that is, is Andrew Brownley. How you doing, Brownley? Doing pretty well. Uh, we had a pretty exciting first round. Eden. The one series, that I got swept. Uh, every game was exciting, so looking forward to see the playoffs roll on. Yes, um, I think we got all we could ask for. We didn't get that many long series. No, no game sevens in the first round, which is unfortunate. You lo- love game sevens anytime you can get them, but um, and we'll uh, we'll break down these series to see if we can uh, predict. Uh, uh, any game sevens here, so uh, let's uh, go ahead and start out East with the uh, Sixers, who are plus 300 odds to win the series versus the Heat, who are the favorite at minus 375. Um, big conversation over the last couple of days has been the health of Joel Embiid, the MVP candidate for this season. Um, they did get some good news yesterday. He doesn't need any surgery for the orbital fracture, I believe it is. Um, but he is out at least five days for concussion protocol, which gives him a possibility of returning for game two, I believe. Um, they said game three is more likely. Um, and then you got the heat side of things. You got Butler who missed the last game of the series. Uh, the first round series, uh, looks like he's going to be ready for game one. Um, Kyle Lowry missed the last two games I believe will be out it looks like for the first game um, but should be back this series so you know obviously big injuries on both sides Um, obviously the Sixers will feel um, feel the pain the most from the injury but um, you know outside the injuries I mean I think really you know the Heat's defense is going to be key this series and, and keeping Maxie and and Harden out of the paint, you know, especially Maxie Harden. Harden really isn't getting to the paint. I don't, I don't see him really doing much. You know, he, he he's only, he averaged 19 points in the first series on 40% shooting, 38% from three. He did have 10 assists per game, you know, so he was distributing the ball, um, being a playmaker. Um, but he doesn't have quite that burst that we're used to seeing from him. And with the perimeter defense, including, you know, Bam, who will get switched on to him a fair amount, I would imagine. Um, you know, I, I don't see him posing much of a problem to him. Uh, Maxi, however, that's a different story. Uh, Maxi, who averaged 21, five and five on 51, um, 95 shooting in the first round. I mean, he was sensational and, and he has the speed and quickness that, you know, could give some of these heat defenders um, some problems or mostly for the most part older defenders um and they're generally um not quite as quick that that's not how they um use their use their abilities it's more of on strength i think a lot of them um you know jimmy butler and and kyle Lowry, even though they're not necessarily the biggest guys they use their strength and and so i think maxi given problems what, what do you think about that matchup there yeah, I, I think Maxey has potential to drive that uh, apparently Harden has just completely lost at this point
1: in his career, but I just cannot see the Sixers having any real success without Embiid, so um, I think they really got to hope that he's going to be able to come back by game two and play really well. Um, you know, even if James Harden is the same person he was in Houston. The pick and roll that James and Embiid have were was extremely powerful. I think I saw the pick and rolls involving them scored like some insane number, uh, like yeah, I one heard, heard two or two or three points per possession. It's uh, just like unstoppable, uh, and that's really, you know, I think where. Seven ers would have had an advantage in this series is just being able to spam that repeatedly and um, get their chances there. You know, we've seen
0: that, you know, even with Embiid playing, they kind of have to just survive the minutes that he's out or they don't have a good backup big man. And if he's, you know, not going to be able to play or is going to be at a reduced capacity in this series. I just don't see them having a chance, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the the whole competitiveness of this series relies on his health. And, I mean, it sounds like if if you get him back for Game 2, you know, you say you lose Game 1 and then you happen to steal Game 2 on the road, then, you know, it's like he did not miss a game almost. Like, you know, the, Heat, the, the, or the Sixers don't expect to be any better than 1-1 after the first two. That's a big if too um you know we don't know if he's coming back for game two and then they'd obviously have to win um in miami um not the greatest home crowd, but you know still playoff atmosphere um so you know i I completely agree um i i it sounds like he's you know he had a similar injury a few years ago that he had to have surgery on he was only out three weeks for that so that required surgery. So I can't imagine he's going to be out much more than those five days. So we'll see, uh, all speculation at this point, but, yeah. um, similar to your stat about, you know, in beating hard and pick and roll, the Sixers starter, I was just looking up some lineup stats earlier and I saw, you know, Sixers starters had the most used lineup in the playoffs at 127 minutes and at a 16.1 net rating. Um, which is pretty incredible. I mean, that would lead the league by a, a large margin. Uh, I was pretty surprised to see that. Uh, what What about you? I mean, I mean they they have a good foundation, but uh, they've all been playing together, you know, minus Harden for the last couple of years. So, um, but that was surprising to see. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, it is surprising that they're that good. But then at the same time, it's like. You Go have up. an MVP candidate. You have a former MVP,
1: and you have a high a rookie contract that's just like playing out his mind. So a future MVP be good. Yeah, <laughs> potential future MVP. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think we've known that their depth is a significant issue, and um, you know, even like Fabel, when he was able to play in the first round series, I don't think he played all that great. I don't think he shot well at all in this series. Um, and he's, you know, one of your players that you're really depending on uh, along with uh, like the Tobias Harris's of the world and um, the George Yang's and stuff like that. So, uh you know, beyond those really top three players, it gets a little pretty dicey right after that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't surprised to see that it was the most used lineup in the playoffs, um, but I was surprised to see how effective it was. So and then, you know, obviously when a beat is healthy, you know, hopefully it is for a majority of this series. You know, it'll be a great matchup to see him and Bam go at it with one another. Um, I don't think we got to see this matchup in the regular season. Actually, I think either one of them was out or both of them were out at each matchup. Um, in the regular season. So, um, you know, one of the best defenders in the league going against, like we said, you know, MVP candidate for this season. Um, you know, Embiid obviously has a little size on him, but you know, Bam has never really let that affect him before. So I mean I think that'll be a great matchup to watch and and really could decide the series if Bam can clamp down on Embiid, like you said, that like they they need a monster MVP type performance to win this series, you know. So if he can do that, you know, it kind of, I think that's the key matchup to this for the whole series.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's also gonna come down to how well is Jimmy also able to come back from his injury? Yeah, well, it was um, a hamstring. Jimmy's always been a guy who, like, is a star, but his like counting stats aren't ever really that impressive right he like can't shoot threes he's allergic to them um he sometimes has massive scoring games but that's like not really his game um but i think it's all like yeah he's a massive competitor and i think he's one of those guys where like his impact is not as easily measured by those like big stats but i think i saw like kevin pelton's win shares or not win shares um, game score he was like the top player in the first round of playoffs um he's leading in box plus minus i think he's one of those guys that just does so many things whether it's on offense or defense He keeps offense moving He's a key cog and you know one of the best defenses in the playoffs that are left so uh, we'll have to see how well Jimmy can bounce back. If he's, you know, back to, you know, prime Jimmy, I think that's all the more reason just to uh, essentially call it for
0: the heat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, you know, pretty much everything you said there. And, um, you know, I think, you know, for really, you know, we kind of talked about, we think, you know, for this to be a series, Embiid's got to be the best player. He, you know, he, he theoretically is the best player. You know, maybe Jimmy Butler um, could end up being the best player in the series. Maybe even Tyler Hero, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think it's possible. But I think he, you're, you're more likely to see Tyler Hero as an X-Factor in the series. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, like you said, like, scoring isn't necessarily his mentality or you know and he's not a great shooter um so especially in the playoffs when it comes down to the the games you're not going to get too many shots right at the basket so you're gonna have to shoot a lot more mid-range jump shots or or even threes and tyler hero is a much better shooter than jimmy butler so i think you know down the stretch of games he'll be taking some of those big shots too and uh he's not afraid to take them or make them so um, I think he could be an X factor, um, and uh, you know, I I think this series. You know, I, I want to say, I'll probably give I'll I'll give the Sixers two games, assuming the Beat comes back. Game two, if he comes back after that, I would say Heat and five.
1: Yeah, I I was leaning the same direction. I, I think it's Sixers and six, um, assuming the Beat plays game two. Sixers and six. But, yeah, sorry.
0: Heat. In oh, six. I was about to say um, uh. Yeah. No. Um, Plus three hundred, though. The prediction. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I'll I'll be rooting for a full strength compete as soon as we can, but uh, I'm just worried at this point. I thought this could have been, um, maybe the best series of the first round. I mean, maybe not. Not sure. Season thoughts is probably the best series. Of the first or second round. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this would be a close second.
0: Yeah, they're all they're all intriguing series, but yeah, um, and you know, the Bucks Celtics series. We can jump into that here. I mean, um, Celtics are favorite at minus two hundred. The Bucks are plus one sixty eight to win the series. Um, obviously, the big storyline here, um, and it's they confirmed that at the end of last series that Middleton would be out for the whole series. Um, which is obviously a huge blow to the Bucks. I mean, um, you're talking about a guy that put up 40 points in the NBA Finals last season. So um, while he had his ups and downs in the playoffs last year, he's not afraid at the moment. Um, he's got the playoff chops from last year. Um, he's a great sidekick to Giannis. So um, you're just going to be losing, you know, 40 minutes of great all-around play, effective, efficient shooting. Um and, uh, you know, that's going to be tough to overcome, but um, the good news is they have probably the best person you would want to have to overcome those odds and Giannis. And, um, you yeah, know, I think really this this series is as simple as this. Can Giannis put up, a, you know, all-time performance to overcome, um, you know, the Celtics defense and Milton's injury um, to win the series. I, I, I don't see any other way that they win the series. Um, what about you, Browning?
1: Yeah, this really feels like, can the hero by themselves take take on the massive army and defeat them single-handedly? Uh, it, it really feels like it's going to be up to Giannis having an absolutely insane series, similar to what he did, last playoffs, uh, in order to pull us out for the Bucks especially with Middleton now. Um, the Celtics seem like the best team in the playoffs right now. Um, advanced stats still love them. <clears throat> Five thirty-eight has them with uh, better than one-third chance of winning the whole thing, uh, which is pretty crazy for the second-round series uh, where we are right now. So uh, I, I think the chips are stacked against the Bucks right now, but... This is also the place where we can see some just absolutely career defining performances by Giannis if he can pull this out. Um, you know, last year, we saw him come back from what looked initially like a uh, season ending injury and just take the world by storm. It'd be great to see something like that again to try to push the Celtics team and create a really competitive series. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it'll take, you know, uh, a similar performance that Kevin Durant had against the Bucks last year when they lost in Game 7 just by an inch there. Um, I think that's the kind of performance we'll need from Giannis to um, win this series. And it's similar in the, you know, the injury factors that you factor in with Kevin Durant last year and Giannis this year. So, I mean, the thing is, you know, who's going to match up against Giannis? I mean, Robert Williams, um, I'm sure we'll get some time on him. Uh, I, you know, maybe Jason Tatum get some time on him. Um, Grant Williams will probably get some time on him. Um, they, they do have some bodies to throw at him, but I don't think they really, you know, no one has a Giannis stopper, um, so to speak. But um, I, think, I think he can have his way in this series um, and potentially put, you know, Robert Williams in foul trouble. Um, which you know could open up the lane for the rest of the team, um, you know, and get him you know, just an extra advantage. So it's still need, you know, any and every slight edge they can get in this series. So, um, and then on the other side, you know, who's going to guard Tatum? <laughs> There's no like, unless Giannis is going to do it. Um, I, don't, I don't, maybe Pat Connaughton, um, spent some time on him. He's pretty athletic, underrated defender, um, but I don't, I don't see. Um, a good matchup they have for Tatum. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be Connaughton, West
1: Matthews. I, I think you want to keep Giannis more in like a roving role to yeah. protect. You don't want to be. That, line.
0: But he just yeah. like would be the best matchup on a, you know, one possession at the end of the yep. game kind of deal. Um, you're yep. not going to obviously do that throughout the series, but um, So, I mean, Tatum, you argue, I mean, you made a good case for Dream Butler as the best player in the playoffs so far. But, you know, a lot of people would argue Tatum has been probably more so because it was such a high profile series compared to the other series. But, um, I mean, he's playing great and, you know, he's just climbing to new heights he's never reached before. And, you know, we've seen him as a rookie and. Um, in the playoffs performing, so this, you know, while he's still young at 24, 25,
1: um, 23. Is he, is he 23?
0: That's crazy, that's insane. Um, yeah, and um, so yeah, he's not afraid of the moment, he's not going to be afraid of the spotlight. Um, he, he seems to relish in it, um, and you know, he. You know, with this matchup, he's he's bound to go off for 51 of these games because they don't really have a good matchup for him. And he's he's can go off unlike just about anyone in the league. I mean, he's shown it the last couple of years with his, you know, 40, 50, 60-point games that he's had. Yeah, I I still think John is going to be the best player in this series. but um, yeah. It's possible
1: Tatum least, I, I think we sometimes forget how young Tatum is and... Just kind of like priced or at least i just kind of priced in who he would be this season um but last series especially showed uh some a significant step up from who we thought he could be uh he really he not only had a dominant offensive game but he was you know, guarding kevin durant and making life terrible for him blocking jump shots obviously yeah. Thought to be impossible. So um I thought that was really impressive. If Tatum is the best player in the series, then, then to blow the Celtics are gonna win
0: five games. Yeah. Um that's not your prediction though. No, it is not. Um, I
1: think Giannis is gonna be the best player in the series. It's not gonna be enough for them to win it, but I'll say the Celtics in seven.
0: Games. Celtics and 7. I'm going to go Celtics and 6. I think Giannis, you know, makes it a series. Um but ultimately just missing Middleton. you know, if if Milton was playing, I'd probably go I don't know, Bucks and 7. I don't know or I don't know. It would be a 7 game series one way or the other for me. I, I wouldn't know what to pick, but um I think Giannis can can fill some of that void, but not enough to um, take them to the next round. Um, and so, you know, that would give us a Celtics heat matchup if, if our predictions turn out to be correct, which would be a very good defensive series. Um, and a lot of, a lot of playoff experience out there. So it'd be a fun series. Um, now I'll move to the Western Conference. Um, uh, we got the Mavs Suns. Um, the Suns are the favorite at minus 295 with the Mavs a plus 240 underdog. Um, you know, the first two series right away, we talked about his injuries and another one here might not be as big of a concern, but is it's how healthy is Devin Booker. He didn't look all that healthy the other night. Um, obviously he's had, he's going to have, I don't know, five days off, four or five days off um, since then, which, and the, you know, the time span that we're looking at, that's a, that's a pretty big window. Um, so it could make some significant progress in that window. So, um, but it is also a hamstring, which can linger. Um, even if, you know, it's, it's not enough to keep you out. It, it, it won't let you ever get back to hundred percent until you fully, you know, relax it and let it recover. So we'll have to see. I mean, that, that, that obviously is huge for this series. Um, but assuming he's healthy, I mean, I think the biggest matchup um, for the Suns is uh, Mikel Bridges on Luka. Um, I, I think that's a great matchup. One of the best defenders in the league against, you know, probably the best one-man offense in the league, even though Jalen Brunson's making an argument to make that a two-man offense. Um, what are your thoughts on that matchup? Who do you think is going to get the best of Phil?
1: Yeah, I... As... You know, honestly, how poorly the Suns looked in their first round series. Uh, Bridges was a huge bright spot. We talked about him during our end of season awards podcast, just talking about the impact he has. Uh, he's that player where he can literally play 48 minutes a game, I think. He almost did that in one game of the last series. He got like 47 minutes or something
0: like that. He uh, hasn't and, missed a game since he's been in the league either. Which is Insane. absurd. Yeah, especially yeah. nowadays. And
1: he, he gives really high quality minutes also. Yeah. So uh, I think he will make things hard for Luca. I think Luca played well when he came back. Uh, I don't know that I would say it's, it was peak Luca, but no. I, I think That's what. Funny. Luka's going for him as he does have uh, Robin to his Batman, at least for this season. Um, we'll see if they can keep him this summer. But Jalen brunson has been insane. Uh, and it's a nice, uh, like, offshoot valve that Luka can use if he's
0: getting stymied by Bridges. You know, he doesn't have to take on the world can use Brunson as uh, a release valve there, so yeah. I think that's going to be a good uh, matchup for them. And uh, I, I do like them in that in, in that situation. Yeah, I mean, um, having Brunson, you know, gives Luca just like some possession to take off, so to speak. I mean, hopefully, he's not just sitting there watching the play, but like just in terms of him having to orchestrate the entire possession. And I mean, that's, that's really draining on anyone. Um, and when you do it as much as Luca does, um, it, it wears on you, especially when you got McKell Mik- Bridges hounding you for 47 of those 48 minutes. Um, so, uh, you know, in the first round he was 28, five and four, 48, 36, 85 shooting splits. 24 points per game since Luca returned, so d- he didn't drop off too much once Luca came back. I mean, he wasn't he obviously getting quite the volume, but he was still being efficient. Um, you know, I I think you know they they got some guys they can put on him, um, but he's obviously not going to be the focal point. That being Luca, um, so you know, I think he could be a key to this series um, if Mikkel Bridges is effective on on Luca um, to be able to step up and and, you know, make some plays because they don't they don't have too many other playmakers on this team other than those two. Um, they kind of rely on both of them to create um, all the offense, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I and mean, they have Dinwiddie, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, I forgot been, about Dinwiddie, yeah. Uh, he's been kind of forgettable, so that's fine. <laughs> um, he,
0: I mean, he's been, he's been okay. He's been okay, um, yeah. He hasn't been as good as he was when he started. Yeah, uh, so maybe he can provide some backup playmaking also, but the the point still stands. Yeah, certainly. Um, I I think it's a big question is like
1: how well is Booker gonna play because he looked really bad um, in their last game. So uh, I, I, I don't know what what do you see from that perspective, like are you gonna get a good Booker
0: or I think I think we'll get something like, you know, I think he'll get better as the series goes along. Um, I think at first we'll see him, you know, at eighty percent or something like that, maybe a little less, seventy five. I mean, he looked like he was, I don't know, forty percent the other day. Um, so, uh, but you know, I like I said, this could just linger. So I, I'm just hoping he's. Healthy. I mean, even just being out there, um, you know, just providing his shooting as long as he's not a liability on defense, um, you know, he, he changes just the dynamic of the game and how you're matching up and, and, you know, if he is healthy and, you know, the go-to scorer here, I mean, having, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith on him, I mean, he's one of the most underrated defenders in the league, I think, um, Shout out to Virginia Tech there. Not, not an alum, he didn't graduate, but he he transferred, but he was there. Um, he he could do um, a great job on Booker, make him work for everything. And if you're dealing with a hamstring injury on top of that, it just makes it even tougher. Yeah.
1: Uh, I like Danny Smith. I, I think he's another player where... I mean, I'm not saying he's anywhere near Jimmy Butler's level, but his overall impact on the game is not Yeah. as evident in the box score. Um, he's a great role so player. I, yeah, absolutely. Great role player, good guy. Uh, yeah. And if Booker is you know, 70 75% of himself, I think they Smith will be able to smother that pretty easily. So they're, they they got to hope that Booker's going to be more like that 80, 85,
0: percent of himself stuff. Yeah. And if he is, I think they got plenty to win this series. Um, you know, I, you know, DeAndre Aydin, um played great last year's playoffs, and he's picked right back up and this year. I mean, he was 21, 10, and 3 on 70% shooting in the first round. So, I mean, uh, he could be a problem as well because, you know, um, the Mavs have been going so small with these three guard lineups and like Dwight Powell played 11 minutes in game six and he was their only traditional big man that really even played. Um, so, you know, they'll have to probably, you know, change those minutes up, um, because Aiden will, uh, will punish them if they go small for long stretches. Um, so I, I mean, best player in the series, I think it. I mean, it's Luca is the best player in the series. Um, well, whether or not he will be, um, with you know, great defense on the other side going at him. Um, when you you know, Booker's probably not the best candidate to be. You know, Chris Paul obviously could. So, I mean, I think um, while Luca might be the best, you know, the Suns might have the next two or three depending on how Jalen Brunson plays. So, you know, that's enough to make up for that difference. Um, You know, Luka obviously could just, you know, go nuclear and just put up a 35-10-10 series and, you know, they pull off an upset, which I would love to see. Don't think it's going to happen, but, um, you know, I think that's the only way. And you know, Jalen Brunson keeps playing at the level he is. You know, those two things happen need to happen for them to pull off the upset. But um, I, I don't see that happening, so I, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Suns and six. I'm going to give the Maps two games, which is I, you know saying a lot. Um, and I might, you know, I might give an extra game for the the Booker injury.
1: Yeah, I I do think the Suns are going to win the series. Uh, I think. Uh, I'd also do it Suns and six, knowing what we know right now. But, I do think that, you know, minus 300 seems like it's a little too uh, strong Yeah, on the Suns. I, I think the betting odds are a little off, but that uh, still takes the Suns to win overall.
0: Yeah, if I had to take an underdog, I'd probably take the Mavs if I was going to, you know, just because Booker could be like he was the other day for the whole series, and, you know, then you're getting a great, yeah. great bet, you know? So, you don't really have... Or
1: like you said, yeah, or like you said, Luca, if he comes back full strength, then just because Nico
0: of the series, he could win it by himself. Yeah. That, you know, having the best player in the series always goes a long way. So, um, we get to our last series here, um... The underdog Grizzlies, uh, at plus at 210, who looked uh, a little shaky in the first round, inexperienced, which which they are, which you know is fine, um, but um, didn't look like this, the same team we saw all, all the regular season. Going up against the Warriors, who looked like a completely different team um, that we saw at the end of the regular season. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, they're minus 255 favorites. Um, which I think I would take the Warriors on that number. I mean, I I just we will dive into it, but I I think the experience will be the difference in the series. Um, You know, it's just you can't even count how many playoff games, you know, Steph, Draymond, Clay, Steph, Steve Kerr, Andre Iguodala, all of them have between them. Um, And, you know, this Grizzlies team is in their, you know, Third playoff series for most of these players, so um, that's huge. And you saw last last series just with how sloppy the play got at times, and um, and how undisciplined it looked. Um, you know, um, so I, I think that will be the biggest difference in the series. I mean, I, I, we can get into some matchups and stuff too, which um, which I think the Warriors also have will be favored in most of those matchups too. So it's not just the experience. I think the talent's there too, but, um, I think the experience is too much for them to overcome.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one underdog I would not take. Um, I, I feel like the Grizz first
0: round series is probably like the most disappointing performance of the first round. Um, Yeah. Of the winners. Yeah. Of the winners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there. Were, all right. I, I don't think it's insane to say that if the T Wolves had played more disciplines, it, they easily could have knocked them out. Um, so, like you said, I think it's a good learning experience for a really young team that has a lot of young, good players, and not just Jaw, but you know, Fame. The uh, uh blanking you know, on all their players. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Well Jaron Jackson hasn't been playing much. He's that's one thing they gotta change. He's been in foul trouble this whole he's averaged over five fouls per game. Yeah. I mean his whole and In twenty four minutes. So. Yeah. I but like for them to have a chance in this series he's gotta he, yeah. he barely gave him anything. Last series. Yeah. He's just, I mean the, I, I don't really think the Grizz have a chance. Um, no, it it kind of feels like uh, the the Warriors in twenty fourteen. The Breaking Bad, like how does he keep getting away with this kind of thing with the Warriors? Or oh. you know, like they lose Kevin Durant, Steph's injured, they have a couple off seasons,
1: and then they're right back to just being uh, you know, one in the top teams and the entire playoffs but now they also have jordan Poole, who's like step light and they have three recent lottery picks who you know could theoretically turn into something also that are barely even used on this team um, it just feels like they're set up to
0: be at least competitive for the championship for years to come again um, it seems like a really good Warriors team, yeah. Um, and they've obviously, you know, they've people tried to coin their new death lineup, Death Lineup 2, or I, I, I can't remember all the stupid names I was seeing, but um, the lineup of uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins, um, they played 39 minutes together in the first round. They had a hundred forty one point two offensive rating and a hundred nineteen point eight defense rating. So they're giving it up on the other end, but that's still a twenty one point four net rating. So um, that I think that was by far the best lineup with like any significant minutes um, in the playoffs. Um, so you know they they have that at their disposal exp- whenever they want to go to it. They they don't want to um, go to it. Um, super heavy minutes. Um, but when they do go to it, they'll go to it at least once a game. Um, and those spurts they go on, um, can win the game pretty easily. Um, because you know they they're just so dynamic on offense with the way Jordan poole has been playing. Um, yeah. and you know obviously you got Steph and Clay who can each put up six threes in a quarter, any any quarter. So. Um, there's just so much firepower and Jeremond greens, you know, directing the defense and offense. So, um, and then Wiggins is just out there being an athlete, which like, he's just playing the perfect role that he was always supposed to play. Um, not much pressure on him on the offensive end and allowing him to use his athleticism as a cutter and, um, and a defender. Um, so I, I think they look great. Um, I didn't quite see this coming after the way they, you know, they obviously weren't healthy in the regular season, but I didn't expect, you know, no one knew what was going to happen with Steph coming off the bench and stuff like that, and it all worked out seamlessly, and um, they look real dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I do not see
1: the grids winning the series unless there's a significant injury on the Warriors' side.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, I was going to say the same thing. But, you know, this, like you said, this is just good playoff reps for the Grizz. Like, they'll be back. This won't be their last year. Everyone's super young. They got a good core together. Um, you know, part of that core, I, you know, Desmond Bain played great in that first series. Um, 24 points a game, four rebounds, 50-49-90 splits from the shooting. Um, so, I mean, he, he, uh, didn't win the most improved player. Um, jaw tried to give it to him. Um, but I mean, he, he stepped up jaw, you know, has been disappointing in the playoffs, but, you know, even though like some of his, you know, shooting splits are pretty ugly. Um, he didn't, he he never quit in those games, which I like to see, like, you know, like he put up, you know, almost triple-double in one of those games. You know, he ate, pretty much averaged a triple-double, 22, 9, and 11. Um, so, you know, he was still out there, you know, helping his team win any way he could. I mean, creating for other people 11 assists a game. I mean, that's, that's quite, a few, quite a few more assists than he averaged in the regular season. So, you know, there's not all negatives for the Grizz. They, they did win a series, you know. That there's something to be said for that. They had some great comebacks, um, so you know we act like the, this is over. The series hasn't even started yet. But um, I, like you said, it it would take a lot for for this series to go in their favor, um, which is why I don't really understand why they're at plus two ten um, to win the series. Uh, which, is, but um, so I I think. I got Warriors and five. It, it could be a sweep. Yeah, I, I think that's the right way as well. We're agreeing on this a lot, but uh, it's Warriors and five also. And I would bet money on the Warriors at minus two fifty. Yeah, I, I I would take that too, and then just uh do a little power rankings here so. You know, we kind of picked our winner, so we kind of gave that away. But, you know, after the first round, you know, this is my power rankings. Let me see if you agree. I got Celtics one, Suns two, Warriors three, Heat four, Bucks this is with the injury at five, Mav six, Sixers seven, Grizzlies eight. Is there any, got any beef with any of that? I think I. Would put the Warriors above the Suns yeah. after the first round. All right, That's, I, 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 I mean, Vegas almost agrees <laughs> with you. Um, the Suns are the favorite at plus two ninety. The Warriors at plus three hundred. Right behind them, I think I would take the Celtics at plus four twenty. Yep. Um, be the best bet. Um, the Heat at plus four eighty. Bucks at plus 850. The Grizzlies, unexplicably, at plus 1200. Mavs at plus uh, 2000. And the Sixers at plus 2700. So, we kind of, our power rankings are not quite on the line with uh, Vegas, but we're pretty close. And um, Yeah. I, I'm
1: not getting the Grizz. Yeah. they're way
0: yeah. lower. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So we we like the Celtics in terms of the plus four twenty. I think that's that's the best money there. Um, in terms of uh, finals pick, this is our last and finals finals pick. <laughs> what 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 you got after one round?
1: You got to stick to uh, it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Warriors Celtics,
0: and I'll have the Warrior or no, I'll have the Celtics winning. A Warriors Celtics. I'll have. The Suns over the Celtics. Still, I'm going to stick with my Suns. Right. Said it all year, so. Um, but I, I think I think the Warriors could easily. I think those are the three teams for sure. Um, the Heat, I think, yeah. are pretty underrated just because they're not a very sexy team, but um, they could give anyone trouble too. So.
1: Yeah, right now I'm I'm kind of seeing the Celtics alone as not like a significant here above
0: everyone else, but I would put them slightly above everyone else. And then I think it's really a clump Suns, Warriors, Heat. Yeah. And even bucks. I mean, that's why that's why the Celtics is a good pick, because it's like they have a much better chance to come out of the East than the Suns or Warriors to do of the West, because they have to play each other. So, we'll see. Um, like I said, it's been an exciting playoff so far. Um, we got, you know, hopefully four great series ahead of us um and uh you know we'll be watching so um you got any last words there Make sure i start
1: watching two hours from now we got. Uh, oh yeah that's right
0: yeah perfect not a better way to start it we'll be back probably in a couple weeks to wrap up round two um until then peace